Hey agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to send you a copy of our brand new book, The Practical Agency, written specifically to help creative agency owners go beyond the creative side and build systems to simplify and quickly scale their agency to $100,000 a month. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash practical agency to claim your free copy. And now for the show. I get so much email, so much bad email, so much email that is just far too salesy, so much email that has zero value, just really bad email. It really just possibly can't be converting. So why are they continuing to send it? And so I wanted to chat about email and building rapport today on how exactly you can send email that engages, converts, that provides value, and isn't just annoying the receiver. So I wanted to start today's episode with my overarching content rules the sort of ethos behind how we look at content in the first place. So my foundational principle is that I'm looking for my content that if someone were to never engage with us, meaning that they were to never pay us, never become a client, that if they were to have received an email, if they were to have to watch a video, if they were to have seen a training, listened to a podcast, that it still provided them with value, that it still made their lives better. This is sort of core to me as a person as well as my desire is to always leave people better off than I found them. And so this is how I see it play out in my content. And ultimately, I think it serves me better in business as well, because my content actually does convert quite well. And that's because I'm actually trying to help. And I think that that desire that I have to be helpful and want to help people makes my content more helpful and ultimately has it convert better because people then have more trust. The The first thing when it comes to writing content that a lot of people miss is that they are trying to look at it from a very one-sided and why I started there and trying to provide value is that they try it from a very one-sided piece of the transaction. I am trying to sell you. And the thing that's really important here to start and always pivot from is assume rapport. You need to be talking and communicating with someone in a way that allows for them to feel that you are personable. And the best way to do that is to actually have some aspect of rapport with them. So if you were to be in, in thinking about it in the sense of how are you going to write an email to a friend? How are you going to write it if it was an email to a client about the same topic? And make sure that it has that undertone of friendliness. It has that, that feeling of, of communication, of connection, of wanting to help. And there's so many instances where I will read a piece of copy that is written obviously as a point of a direct response oriented email is written for a point of trying to sell me something and the email in a large part and received one yesterday that irritated me a bit 
because it was three or four follow-ups. I hadn't sent anything in reply. I had never opted into this email list and I was not having, and it wasn't any value oriented. The first email was, if you are looking to do X, Y, Z, we are an everything about them. And then we can help you do X, Y, Z. So it's all, it was all we statements, I statements, me statements. It was all about them. And then the next email was, did you get my last email? Question mark. I'm sending another follow-up. I didn't get a reply from you. It's like, well, you didn't deserve a reply. I didn't, I wasn't interested in the first place. I didn't ask for the email and now you're mandating for me to reply to you, which isn't really a friendly way of actually going about marketing at all. And I hear this and I see this so incredibly often, especially in the past six months to a year, this type of cold email marketing has become quite commonplace. And, you know, I just don't see how that works for someone. And it's okay for the first introductory email to be a little bit more like that of, you know, hey, I found your contact information here. Figured I'd reach out. I know that you're in this space. And I thought that we should get to know each other a little bit. What I do from nine to five is I, I work with, and I, I work with, you know, chiropractors and I help them be able to focus more on growing the business and spending time with patients rather than trying to fill their roster with new patients and actually helping people, getting them back to why they originally went to school, why they wanted this career, getting more enjoyment out of their lives. Next email can be about types of tactics that you've seen help a chiropractor and actually talk to them about a case study, but actually explaining how it worked, why it worked, how it provided impact, what was the meaning of it, and making sure that ultimately it's value-oriented. If the person did not respond to that first email, the likely reason is they were not interested, at least not right now. And understand there is the now buyer and the later buyer, and all you're trying to do is take a later buyer and force them to be a now buyer which isn't going to work that way. You have to build trust. You have to build rapport. You have to have them get to know you. And trying to jam yourself down their throat is not going to work. Now, to play devil's advocate myself here, there is an argument to be had that if you have an open rate, let's say of 30%, that one in three emails, ultimately you're getting open, right? And by and large, open rates are becoming less and less valuable because of loads of protection softwares and things and different devices. But anyways, that one in three emails of your emails are getting opened. I mean, yeah, sure, true, maybe. But I mean, let's say that I hadn't actually opened the first email and I was on vacation. And then I get a second email while now I'm back and I hadn't seen the first one. And to be honest with you, I'm probably even more frustrated that you're now spamming my inbox and I hadn't asked for it and it wasn't valuable. I'd much rather get a second email that is oriented to actually something of a challenge that I'm facing and learning a little bit of something new, potentially, that could be valuable and helpful and wanting to then inquire about who this person is and look to see whether I'd received emails before, where was the source of it and all of that. Yeah, I would personally, that's what I would want. And I see based on the data I have seen that work best. So I wanted to now talk about the formatting of the email. And so there's there's two things here. So loads of marketing email gets sent, the sort of newsletter style 
big logos at the top, lots of graphics, all of that information, especially in this industry. It needs to be designed well. But it actually doesn't work that way. What is the first action you take when you receive an email like that? I know for me, it's immediately. Didn't even give it a chance. Didn't even consider reading it. I have other things going on. I have zero interest in sitting and reading a newsletter unless I know the person and it's one thing that I know has loads of value. And for the vast majority of them, I can't say that. Most of them are marketing emails. Most of them are updating me about them, telling me what they've been up to. And that is absolutely not valuable to me. So why am I going to take time out of my day that I could be spending outside? I could be spending reading a book. I could be spending with my family. I could be spending doing anything else but reading that email, unless it's going to solve a pain point or a challenge that I'm facing. And I know it's not. So you need to send your emails like it was a friend emailing you. Think about that from the subject line, the preview text. How is it that your email is going out? Do your friends send you emails of long, protracted, five-word question marks? Is that the typical way that things are sent? No, it's going to be more like, hey, green light, need some help, are you there? Things like that that are going to be more oriented to someone that knows you. And the copy of the text of the email is going to be 99% black and white text. Normal text, nothing special, no graphics, none of that. Maybe they'll add a picture or two here and there, but if you don't actually know them and you're not actually their friend, it's going to be a little weird if you just send them a photo of yourself or a photo of the vacation you're on. Yeah, they probably raise an eyebrow. So you need to make sure that it's something that they're actually going to want to read, that they're going to stop and actually look at for a moment, that they're going to want to engage with. The more that you actually put, and I, my at least in the loads of data that I've collected, the more images, the more color, the more more formatting that I have to it, the more likely it is to be deleted, opened maybe, but won't actually have the read-through rates. People are not spending time on it and clicking through it and actually engaging with it. The the other thing about it, and there was a, a colleague of mine that was sharing this information with me of this large multi-million dollar email study that was done by a fairly large consulting group. One of the things that was distilled and shared with me was that what they had learned, and it's actually proven to be true, especially because I, I don't personally write as much anymore, but the emails that go out that we send out have, and some of them are mid-format to long-format emails, and some of them are 750 words and even 1,000 words, which is quite long, obviously. And so when you're sending out those emails, you need to build it in such a way that allows for you to have sort of cadences of it. And the format that he was going through that ended up really increasing the read-through rates and click-through rates for us was starting with a paragraph, then having like a three bullet point of here's what you're going to learn, then another paragraph, a couple of sentences separated in lines, and then a couple more bullet points, and then ending with a paragraph, and then a final call to action. And so just going through and having it kind of layered so that it looks... um. If you were to take the audio, even of this podcast, taking it and putting it to be portrait mode, then you would see the kind of ups and downs on how things would actually go. If you're looking at like an audio file, then you would actually see it like kind of just jagging up and down. That's exactly how you want your email to look essentially. And, you know, the thing that I want you to think when it comes to value is 
you want to do one of two things. You either want to give them the ability to make their lives better. If they take this one action, then their lives are going to be better in XYZ way. What exactly has been the impactful change for them? And so you want to give them an ability to go and do something and know that I did this one thing because of this email and it had a result. Now, if I actually worked with this person, what types of impact am I actually going to have? And it doesn't have to be this world revolutionary thing. Let's say that you are doing, you're a graphic designer and you want to have them take all of the imagery to put them side by side and whether they look consistent, like they're the same company. It could be something like that that has them recognize that no, it actually isn't consistent. You can have, if you're running ads, is have them go through what is your CTR rate? What is your opt-in rate on your pages? What is the information here? If they're below these lines, there's some optimization that needs to happen on your ads. Just giving them some insight that allows for them to understand, to contextualize what's going on. The other thing that you can look at too is how do you get them to change their worldview a little bit as well so how can you get them to just make a 0.5 percent shift to a one percent shift in how they see the world and how they see their business and how they see the next step in their business if you're able to do that you're really able to actually have them remember you which is incredibly valuable because as I mentioned before, you have now buyers and you have later buyers. Now, assuming that this person is a later buyer and they're not ready today for whatever reason, they don't have the money, they don't have the time, they're just not interested at this moment to do so, but they may be in the future and they very well might need you and your service, but they're not ready to engage. If you're able to actually cement yourself in their mind, you're going to actually be top of mind when they are ready. So how can you do, do that in such a way that allows for people to come back around when they're ready? Do not forsake your future growth for today. Do not do that. Make sure that you are thinking both short-term and long-term game. They're both important because I'm assuming for most of you, if not all of you, are looking to have your business long-term, not just next month, not just the next six months or the next 12 months. You're looking to have it for years. And those people will come back around if they are intended to work with you. So the thing I want to leave you off with, if you're sending out email now, cold, warm, opted in, however you're sending out email, what I want you to do is take a look at the different content segments, the different styles of email. Are you newsletters that you're sending out, content value emails that you're sending, sort of nine word emails format. What exactly are you sending out and how is it performing? Aggregate the data into topic points that you have, into subject matter, into subject lines, and actually put them in, in a way that allows for you to be able to distill what are the open rates, what are the click rates, what are the engagement rates, all of them, what are the unsubscribe rates across all of these emails so that you can see what is performing best. And what did they really inspire in the end? What action did they take? What action actually happen from them. So you can start to utilize that information to make your email perform better. Have your email really meaningfully better. Utilize the data to guide the style, guide the impact, guide the content. Data is at core of everything you should be doing, allowing for you to be able to make a truly 
amazing decision in how you are actually putting your content forward. Utilize that data that you have at your fingertips if you've already been sending out email to allow for it to be more impactful in the future. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't, make our, I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2000 to 3000 Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks. And I'll see you inside the program.